what's going on everyone we got a great episode for you coming up we take a trip to maryland to speak to maria peterson she's a national board certified teacher turned vaccine hunter over the course of the pandemic she helped colleagues and other community members get appointments for their vaccines this work has gotten her featured on good morning america cnn and in the washington post amongst other major media outlets she tells us her story and how she got started with all the work and all the work it took to get done i won't hold you any longer here's my conversation with maria peterson Hey, Maria, how's it going today? We are doing great. How are you today? I'm doing all right. You know, another work from home day, but, you know, we're getting through it. <laughs> yes, um, one day, day at a time. <laughs> so we're going to start this off with a brief intro. Could you give us like a one minute intro of yourself? What's your current role, your job, and uh, how'd you get there? Goodness, goodness. So I grew up in Puerto Rico. And at the age of 18, I'm like, I'm going away for college. I wanted to go as far away as I could. I ended up in Wisconsin and then eventually way to Maryland to Montgomery County I knew nobody in Maryland Montgomery County I did know that they were recruiting because Montgomery County came to Maryland back in 94 to recruit um, bilingual Latino teachers so I was like let's do it you know let's come to Maryland and I've been here since 94 I've been teaching in Montgomery County public schools for Montgomery County public schools I taught elementary school fifth grade um, being a native speaker of Spanish I wanted to do something with my language so I jumped to middle school now I'm doing high school in the IB program and, and on the side this last year or so, um, my latest project with a group of friends has been all related to vaccines and helping our black and brown community where we um, work and teach. Yeah, yeah, and we'll definitely get into the piece you wrote, um, wrote about the vaccine hunting that you did. Uh, can you, but we'll, we'll stay in the classroom real quick. Can you, um, why'd you end up becoming a teacher? Like what, what pushed you in that direction besides a, uh, them coming yeah. to recruit you <laughs> i say I, I always wanted to be a teacher you know everybody jokes about it. it's like oh what are you doing with your college degree you know over half of people are not doing what they went to college for i'm like well i can say that ever since elementary school i think i had a very happy you know school quote-unquote career if you want to call it you know i enjoyed my elementary school middle school years i enjoyed my teachers i loved high school and I, I went to an old girls catholic high school in puerto rico and to be honest you know there's 110 of us in each class. So there's like 400 girls in the high school. We're all friends. Like I have positive, fun experiences of being in the school setting. So that was something that, you know, why, why not do that? If I enjoyed it so much, I can bring joy to other students. And, you know, being a minority, that's something that I feel that is needed in the classroom. You know, other Hispanic kids need to see other role models, you know? Yeah, it's huge, you know, to have somebody that looks like you in a setting like that because I didn't have many black or Hispanic teachers growing up but the few that I did all left a huge impact on me and it, it pushed me in the direction of not going to the streets for real because like that could have easily happened exactly <clears throat> so yeah that's thing you know so I I became a teacher and I fully I've enjoyed every great level that I've taught and every student that I teach you know it's I, I, I love running into them you know now that they're adults themselves so what push you to becoming a national board certified teacher? Um, well, I'm always pushing myself. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? You know, I, I saw people getting national board certified and I always thought like, wow, you know, when you look at the data and statistics and how many few people or teachers in the country are national board certified, if anything, it pushed me. I'm like, well, if that small percentage can do it, I can do it too, you know? So I, you know, once I set my mind to doing something, that is it. You know, I dragged one of my colleagues at the time to do it because I knew having support from another teacher was great. 
And, and we did it, we did it in a year and I learned, I learned what the process was. It's intimidating, but I knew that having that title in the end would bring so many more opportunities and it would give me so much room for growth. Cause I'm, I'm a teacher, not just to be a teacher and to teach the curriculum, but I'm also a teacher to show growth and to see how I can improve myself, you know, and you know, just seeing my own kids and the stories they bring home from some teachers and things that happen. It's like, I, I, I don't want to be that teacher, you know, and I think being a national board certified makes you, you know, think about, you know, what your job is and how can you push yourself to the next level and make yourself even better for your kids. Man, so you talked about, so in your piece, you talked about um, having to pretty much instantly switch to going virtual. Uh, what was the biggest challenge at the beginning of the pandemic when you had to go virtual and what challenges do you still face now? So the biggest challenge I would say is, um, you know, they threw at us so many different platforms to connect and use, you know, when you're teaching virtually, you're using Canvas and you have Edpuzzles and you have Kahoot and you have, you know, like there's all these other websites that, you know, it's for the student's own good to have to um what was I going to say to show more variety you know in the lessons so me learning all those different platforms was a big thing you know just taking the time so not only am I creating lessons that are have to be like computer friendly but now I'm also using websites integrating them into what I'm doing that need to work for the students and I feel like I needed to be myself like an expert on it because if I'm going to play a game or use the website I need to be able to explain to the students this is how it works. So you also talked about how you and your friends came together and those were, I think it was eight of y'all that came together to, to find vaccines for other educators and other people in, in need. How did that group come together? I know there was two NBCTs on in the group and there was a total video, but how did that end up coming together at the end? Oh, that was a great, such a crazy story. Such a crazy story. Um, you know, the teachers got their opportunity to get their vaccine a year ago, January, and we all proudly displayed our vaccine card, you know, covering personal information on Facebook and people started reaching out to us asking, wait, how did you get your appointment? How did you get your appointment? Because we, we didn't know it was such a big deal. Like two people had sent me links, but I didn't think much of it. And I was going to put it off. I'm like, oh, whatever, I'll get to it later. I'm like, ah, I'll just make the appointment. So I went down, down here in Maryland, we have Holy Cross Hospital. So I went to Holy Cross. And eight of us, you know, all friends, we all had one friend in common who is a national board certified. Um, she reached out to us and said, hey, for, for example, for me, she's like, if I have you, you know, check out the Adventist healthcare system, you know, website, whenever they post appointments, can you share? And so she did that with eight of us, you know, seven other of us. Um, so we were searching you know, where were appointments available. So we created a spreadsheet with hyperlinks to the different clinics in the area because people at that time were not aware even where, where do you even go for appointments, you know, for a vaccine. So from there, we created um, a form because then we realized if teachers are struggling so much to find appointments, keep in mind, teachers are very tech savvy. Teachers had been vir teaching virtually you know, here you have these technology expert teachers struggling. I'm like, wait, what about the seniors? So senior citizens, 75 and up, were also um, eligible to get their vaccine. So now we have people who are 75 and up competing with teachers to get an appointment, one of those limited appointments. Remember how, how yeah. hard it was? <laughs> 
so we um so we did a google form you know we, we made a facebook page we created a gmail account social media all the way you know because we are teachers are all about networking and connecting and we noticed that the people that were coming to us for help were people who live in the more affluent areas of montgomery county and if you know those of you who are listening know the area bethesda chevy chase cabin john you know, Potomac, those are very affluent areas. And those were the kind of seniors that were coming to us via, you know, the Google form asking for help for, hey, can you get me an appointment? When in fact, many of the clinics that were being offered were in zip code areas that were more needy, you know, Silver Spring, the White Oak area. Um, so from there, we realized that we needed to help the black and brown communities from there. Uh, helping those people, some of them were being turned away. And that's when we really jumped in because um, they were showing up for their appointments, but they were being turned away and they were being profiled because they were told their passports, you know, have to be a US passport, which is not true. Some people were told their pay stubs needed to have the logo of the company, which wasn't true. Um, from there, you know, with meetings with council members and corporate CVS, we started to bring change. And I can say right now, proudly say that at this point, we have partnered with Holy Cross Hospital and we are bringing vaccine clinics to the <clears throat> neediest communities. There's still people, even yesterday we had a clinic, there's a dad that showed up with two kids who were coming in for their first vaccine. Like they were not even vaccinated yet. Um, but we are, you know, we're, we're putting, we're, we're putting action where, you know, where we say we're gonna do, which is bringing clinics to <clears throat> the zip code areas that you know most people need it that's amazing you put an emphasis on leader on and a teacher leader uh teacher needed a name so you went on like a media world tour with cnn good morning america washington post what was that like to go through in in, in, in this time um it was unreal meeting with people because at first we just wanted to make ourselves known like this is what we're doing this is the service we're offering the great thing about being bilingual and as a language teacher, I'm always saying, you know, learn two, three languages, please. You know, you never know. But having that second language made such a difference because now we are reaching not only to the non-Spanish speakers, but we're reaching out to the Latino community. So we were able to be heard not only in the local media, but we were interviewed by, you know, like I said, Telemundo, Univision. But then we had Spanish, like from Spain, La Vanguardia newspaper. Okay. Was. we had french television like world um, tour for real <laughs> doing a segment uh we had cnn in espanol came actually here and they did a live se a segment here in my backyard um so not only are we able to reach out to the to the regular you know channels that everybody sees here but um we helped the cdc by they had put out a whatsapp all about COVID vaccines. So they ran it by us to, you know, hey, how does this look? Because as we know, a lot of the Latino communities, which is one of the things we kept telling the, the health department is, you know, that's what they use to communicate, you know, WhatsApp, that's huge. Mm -hmm. So eventually, eventually, as in this summer, like six months, a little too late, but they finally put out um, a WhatsApp page about, you know, COVID vaccines and how, where could people go, you know, if you put in your zip code where you can go to get an appointment um but i think being bilingual proves it that proves you that you know there's so much more so many more people you can reach right and so you got to meet dr fauci the one and only what was the, what was your experience with, with fauci how was that oh, okay so it was the first 2021 and if you look at the weather in dc that day 
it was raining crazy okay oh. it was a very bad rainy day and you know some of i was going to be the one driving down it was very official you know what car are you driving we need the license plates we need socials of all the social securities of all the women like they really like background checked us and it was very like we're gonna this is very like movies we're gonna meet you at the metro station from there so, <laughs> and i think police is gonna escort you to nih and blah 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 and we're like okay okay but because of the rain we were like they reach out to us and they're like do you want to postpone you don't want to do it another day and i'm like heck no nobody postpones dr fauci we are going that day to see dr fauci <laughs> so we went and they they took us to the lobby and we waited for like 15 20 minutes and here out, out the elevator comes this really you know short little guy all smiles you know well, you can sort of tell by his face especially because he's wearing you know a face mask but he comes down and he has his little assistant bodyguard who could probably you know kill you with two fingers <laughs> but um he gave us like half an hour of his time he thanked us for our work especially working with the seniors in the community he um you know we asked him was like what advice do you have for us and he basically said you know continue what you're doing we did some photo ops <clears throat> and he also you know with his cute little brooklyn accent you know <laughs> and um we took some pictures somebody had gifted us um a kid's picture book of, about Dr. Fauci. He didn't write it. Somebody else did, but it was about him. I didn't bring mine because I'm like, why would I have him sign a book that he didn't write? You know, right. <laughs> my crazy friends did and he signed them. And it was interesting enough. This is so like, this shows you the kind of person he is. My friend has four kids. So Dr. Fauci was like, okay, so what's the kids names? You know, so he can dedicate the book. And she was like, don't worry, I have four kids, it's too many. Just put to the, to the Fuentes family and don't worry about it. And he insisted on no, I want to know the names of the four kids. And he actually took his time to write all the four names and they're all Spanish kids, you know, Spanish names. And, but he actually made a point to, no, 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 I, I want to put everybody's names. So he did. And that kind of gives you an idea of the kind of person, you know, that, that he is. So we were, we were very happy and honored to have that opportunity because the fact that he took half an hour of his life in the middle of a pandemic to meet with us is it's like wow amazing so and we have a story now yeah i mean you got a story to tell for the rest of your life now <laughs> so like, that was, this was such a huge public house campaign that you and these eight teachers that uh, carried on what lessons did you learn that you could take into the classroom um i would say with my students you know reach out don't assume you know you think people are doing something because they choose to do it that way. Sometimes people behave or act a certain way because they don't know any better or because nobody has taken the time to educate them. Um, which with the vaccines, that's something we've learned. People are always saying, oh, you know, the, the Latino community doesn't want to get vaccinated. And no, all it takes is five minutes of your life talking to that person, explaining what's going on and what happens if you do or you don't get a vaccine. You know, I'm not, we're not pushing vaccines. We're helping those who want to get vaccinated. But we would go to um, pupusa trucks and get people right there and there, you know, right there vaccinated because we had the doctor with us. And that's all it takes. Just take time to talk to people and don't assume because you never know what their story is or why they're thinking the way it is. Just, you know, maybe they just haven't been educated. Awesome. Well, thank you for your hard work doing this. One thing I like to do on this podcast is get to know y'all a little bit from before the school or like outside the classroom. So I'm going to come at you with three questions that are a little bit different. Uh, what was your first ever job? 
my first ever job was um, at a water park in Puerto Rico. And, you know, water parks are like the cool thing when you're in high school, teenagers, oh, you work at a water park. And I got called into work and I was so excited and I showed up. Well, they had messed up and thought um, that I was lifeguard <laughs> certified. I'm like, no, I'm not lifeguard certified. <laughs> but I think they, I think Eddie, I think they felt bad because they had called me in for a job interview and they were hiring people to like the people that walk around and sweep and pick up trash from the floor with a broom and a little thing. Oh, so, good. They, so they offered me that job and I'm like, I just want a job here. Yes, I'll take it. So here I was in high school, like the most disgusting job because the, the cleaning in the water park sweeping wasn't bad it was just at the end of the night when people went home we were the cleaning the bathrooms oh man why is there a 16 year old cleaning a bathroom in down in puerto rico at these water parks i know it's hot and sticky and oh man <laughs> that is so, that was that was the worst you know all the hairs and the drain i'll never forget Listen. <laughs> But I was so proud to say that I work at the water park. Hey, listen, you was you was a cool one in high school. I know. All right. So what is your favorite traditional holiday? Traditional holiday? I think Three Kings, just because that's something that I bring back from growing up in Puerto Rico. That's something that is not known here. And, you know, as my kids get older, they're appreciating more of the holidays that you know, I grew up with that maybe when they were younger, they're like, oh, three kings. Why the camel comes to our house? That's so <laughs> Um, But, you know, it brings great memories. And I think it's, you know, it's a cute, you know, tradition. <laughs> I empathize with you kids. I'm starting to appreciate the holidays more as I get older, too. I'm pushing my, I'm pushing 30 this year. And I'm like, man, I really, the holidays are all right. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so last one, last one. What is a book that you read previously that you want to reread? I actually just read, um, I actually just read this one the other day, Culturally Responsive Teaching and the Brain. Um, just because actually I did a presentation for national boards here at, in PG County. Um, they had like a little symposium maybe a month ago and my friend um, invited me to be a speaker. So um, anything regarding academics is big because it's my 27th year teaching and I'm still learning, you know? And I think it's important to know how the kids' brain and learning happens so you then have idea how to teach what you need to teach, you know? So, um, like I said, this one is the latest that I reread and I highly recommend it. Well, thank you, thank you. This was a lot of fun. What an amazing story and a great display of leadership in tough times. I just want to say thanks again to Maria for taking the time to chat with me and thank you for taking the time to listen to National Board Conversation. Be sure to follow us on all social media to stay up to date with everything National Board related and we'll see you next time.